And that just says something about any PT, right? Or any movement specialist who wants to connect with people, because that's my whole why. The why behind what I do is connection. I want to connect with people. I want to help lift people up. They lift me up. I want them to understand how to connect with their bodies. I want their bodies to connect within, right? The, the joint connection, the alignment connection. It's all about connection for me. And if we are living that, if we're working our why all the time, people are going to show up. And they're going to show up in like droves. They're going to show up in wait lists. podcast designed to help you change your mindset and your life. It is time for something new. Join host Dr. Shante Cofield, also known as the movement maestro, on a journey to see the bigger picture. Open your eyes. Find your passion and discover how movement unites us all. Let's get it popping. This is Maestro on the Mic. I'm the maestro and you're about to get maestro five. Three, two, one. Hello friends, Maestro here and welcome back to another episode of Maestro on the Mic. We're continuing with our State of the Union series and today I have someone with us that it literally took a pandemic in order to get her on the podcast. I've been wanting this, we've been trying to set it up, but just timing wasn't right and she, I don't want to say she did a massive shift during or pivot during uh, Rona, but the way this woman has shown up for her people. Honestly, if you watch it and you're not inspired, I think maybe you're dead. Like it's impossible not to just be like, I want to do better. I want to show up better. This is, you know, together we rise. She is the creator of Hot Pilates. If you've ever seen her on Instagram, you see like the the mascara running down her face. This woman's got like 18 pound ankle weights on while she does all the things like I'm inspired to take one of these classes. She's co-founder of Mind the Mat. If you've seen me on Instagram, I just have that hat on basically 24-7 now. She's a doctor of physical therapy, just an absolute boss in the industry. And I'm so incredibly honored to have her on today. So without further ado, welcome to the show, my friend, Dr. Megan Brown. Megan Welcome. <laughs> um, that was incredible. My cheeks hurt probably because I have not smiled in so long. And you just said all those amazing things. And um, anyway, true. I appreciate that. Thank you for that amazing intro. Um, Dude, Megan, yeah. you are, you are, you are like, I literally straight up goals. As the young kids would say, you... <laughs> our goals, the way you show up for your people. Dude, you folks listening, if you don't follow Megan on uh, Instagram, I'll have her drop her handle in a second, but if you don't follow her on Instagram, she recently, Halloween just passed, and she did an outdoor class, and the students, first of all, she had like 11 billion students show up, which is amazing, and they dressed up as her. <laughs> it was amazing. I was like, this is the way you create community. It is a gift, and just... So honored and stoked to have you on here. But I'm going to pass the mic over to you because I could talk about you the whole time. I'm going to pass the mic over to you. And you want to give the folks uh, maybe a little background about yourself? Sure. Yeah. So um, I started out in inpatient physical therapy. I wanted to be a neurological physical therapist. At first, I thought I wanted to do pediatrics. And I realized it was all neuro. And I lasted about mm -hmm. 18 months in an acute rehab setting as a 27-year-old. I mean, I, I always joke with you about like wearing khakis and clogs. Dude, that was me. Um, I joke that, uh, yeah, I lasted 18 months as a mere 20, you know, baby. Um, and then I, it, I never planned to own a yoga and Pilates studio. If someone had told me that in PT school... I would have laughed. I literally would have laughed because A, I would have said, well, no, I'm a clinician, blah, blah, blah. Why would I be teaching exercise? And I'll get into that. Um, I, I, I was obsessed with like the bow baths. Do you remember the bow bath? Oh my gosh. What? Yes. Ooh. 
I that is was blocked out of my memory right? legitimately until this moment that was blocked out of my memory. Totally. I was obsessed with neuro. <laughs> I would um I don't really enjoy reading as a hobby. I I would take the Bobath book and just sit in bed and read that book. I was such wow. a neuro nerd. Uh, so I think that that's what sparked my interest in Pilates because I went through PT school first. I really didn't feel like I had a good grasp on just general exercise when I graduated. And that's something that yeah. we're working on right now at Marymount University. But um, I don't know. If, did you feel that way? Did you feel like you graduated from PT school with a, a good, solid no. exercise back then? Absolutely not. Like Anything that I knew was because I did it on my right. own. Like, I remember there's people in our class that like had never exercised and then we like went in and did some and they're like, what is this? And, like, it was just no. The answer is yeah, no. no. And, and I think the information that we got uh, was you'll get all of this clinical exercise expertise when you're on your rotations, right? When you're out on your clinicals. Mm -hmm. And then no, because my, my, <laughs> my clinic, one of my clinicals, I worked with babies. And so wasn't getting much there. And then another clinical, I, I went to Denmark and worked in socialized medicine for two months and didn't, Holy yeah, didn't get any exercise expertise there. Um, and then I did have one really fantastic rotation at, um, gosh, NovaCare. I'm not even sure. Do we, do oh. we have NovaCare anymore? I mean, I know the name because like from past years, but I have no yeah. idea if that's still a thing. Yeah. So I have no idea. I, that was my big uh, ortho yeah. rotation, but I really didn't feel yeah. I got a good background in exercise as us being, you know, self-proclaimed movement expert. Mm -hmm. I felt like I needed to dive into some movement. So I got certified in Pilates shortly after I um, graduated from PT school. And that, I mean, I remember just sitting in that certification process and thinking something is just oddly familiar about this Pilates training. Mm -hmm. Like something is just clicking. And I was like, oh, it's like PT school in a nutshell. It's like all the things that you wanted to learn in PT school and not like, you know, Medicare billing and uh -huh. research and, you know, all those things uh -huh. that we had to learn. So uh, that brought me to a, the process of starting my own neuro clinic with two other uh, clinicians who actually have gone on and they, they still have that clinic. And my goal was to treat stroke. Again, back to the Bobap. Mm -hmm. I was obsessed with stroke <laughs> rehab. I wanted to treat uh, stroke, uh, like pretty much long-term and acute people with wow. uh, strokes on the equipment. So like the reformer, oh, you know, okay, all okay. of that old school Pilates equipment that Krista, I listened to that episode, yeah. Yeah, um, has in, in her clinic. So that lasted a good, mm, I don't know, maybe another 18 months. <laughs> it just wasn't, it, I loved it, but I was getting home and I, I didn't feel fulfilled. Kind of like yeah. Yeah. when you, when you find out whether you're an introvert or an extrovert, right? Like when you, yeah. when you feel exhausted either by not being with people or being with people, I would get home and just feel absolutely just exhausted. Uh, it was fulfilling yeah. in the moment and I loved my patients yeah. and I, I loved the work, but it just wasn't, I didn't, it wasn't long-term for me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. yeah. So fast forward to, it must've been like 2008, right? Um, and we, this whole opportunity to start a neighborhood studio kind of fell, fell into my lap. And I was literally set up with my business partner, who is a massage therapist slash yogi. Um, I, I'm not certified in yoga. I love it, but I, I'm not certified in it. So mm -hmm. we just came up with this concept of, you know, you're a massage therapist. You understand the body in one way. I'm a physical therapist. I understand the body in another way. What if we brought our clinical expertise together and offered Pilates and yoga to everyone. And I don't mean just like, hey, anyone with a membership, just sign on up. It was, it started out and still is a highly specialized studio. Like we have general classes. You can see that I, I mainly post mm -hmm. that kind of stuff on social mm -hmm. media, but 
we cater to newborn babies, postpartum women, prenatal women. Uh, we have people with disabilities. We have seniors. We have a therapeutic program where we see, this is the hardest class to teach, by the way, where we see every single diagnosis. So like I've had a therapeutic class before where I had someone who had a stroke, someone who had a disc problem, someone who had wow. fallen and was wow. recovering. Right. It like that is like being in the weeds when you're waiting table. Wow. <laughs> really... Holy Yeah. So we have I'm overwhelmed. So many different programs um that we almost were we were just confusing to the public as like what was our mm -hmm. identity, right? Like some people would look at us and say, oh, you're you're the prenatal studio. And then mm -hmm, mm -hmm, others mm -hmm. would look at us and say, oh, you're the uh, sporty yoga studio. Right. Like you won't come into our place of business and see a, a statue of Buddha. We're just, a, you know, we try not to um, we, we try to stay as general as possible to, to be yeah. welcoming to everyone, because sometimes that scares people off. Yeah, um, for sure. And so, you know, it it was a little bit of a slow start in 2008, right? Because we know what happened in 2008. And um, actually, it the, the stock market crash pretty much floated us because people stopped uh, their, their high-end self-care and they were like, maybe I need to do mm. some yoga. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like now, everyone's like, maybe I need to do some yoga. Yeah. Um, uh -huh. yeah. so it, it really, it really started to blow up and we, we started from one little room where you would open the door and you'd walk right into the studio. There was no front desk person. There was like a little Ikea rickety desk in the corner that the teacher would have to check people in. And I didn't know how to start a business. Like I had, we don't have that training in school either. Yeah, I didn't know no. what an entrepreneur no. was. I did. I just knew that I had a product and all I needed was space. I didn't need equipment. Oh I didn't need products. I didn't need, I just needed an open space where I could share knowledge and improve people's function. And so, yeah, that, that's kind of how it started. That's Megan, you, you alluded, you alluded to this about, you know, your marketing or you had so many different offerings or people that were coming in and then you kind of said that, like, yeah, it was confusing for the the public. Did they just figure it out? Did you change your your marketing, uh, or they just like enough people came and you're like, yeah, tell your friends and and you had word of mouth. What happened? I don't know. <laughs> I love it. I love I, it. I'm here for I it. I love saying I don't know. So, um, we are constantly. So if this were if we if COVID never existed, okay. We are consistently trying to communicate, whether it's with Google AdWords, whether it's on social media, whether it's on our website. I mean, you go to our website and you're like, who are these people? We've got a lot going on. And then and then this whole boom of boutique fitness. Right. So we started yes. before the boom. And then you've got these these boutique spots that have a very clear marketing yes. program of what they offer right you go to you go on soul cycles website you're like oh yeah. i'm an, yeah, i enough. know exactly what to expect i'm going to go to yeah. this one class at 9 45 but for us people would be like okay where do i where do i start because you've got pilates one you've got this weird yeah. pilates boot camp by this megan brown and i i'm intimidated by it it scares me uh you've got this mommy and me like who are you and so pre-COVID, we were constantly, constantly for 12, for, yeah, 12 years, we've been trying to communicate who we are. So the answer to that question is, I don't. <laughs> I love no. this. I love this. Yeah. You know, I bring different people on and I know that sometimes as much as I try to, you know, have that Roger, Roger Bannister effect and you hear someone's story and you get inspired, I know that for some, in some cases, people are really intimidated because the people that come on, maybe they have like things seemingly like really organized and they did this thing and here's their avatar and they did this marketing strategy. Yep. Um, you brought up Krista and that's a perfect example. That's how her brain yep. works. And so people are like, well, if I don't have that, am I going to be poor? And then Megan's like, no, yep. just give me a, directly. You said I had a product and I knew all I needed was space. That's phenomenal. Aww, yep. I love that. Yep. That's like. 
I love it. I tell people I love this it. story a lot. I was working um, as, you know, the wannabe Bobath physical therapist with stroke. <laughs> I finally made my way to an outpatient clinic. And thank God, I, I had told myself in school, I'm like, I am never going to be that PT that works in outpatient. Never. And when I went through the Pilates training, I was like, oh my gosh, all I want to do is do outpatient and treat everyone with Pilates. And so I found a fantastic clinic where my boss was looking for a Pilates PT and I went to him and I'm like, it's been a hot minute since I've done orthopedics. And he was like, I'll teach you everything I know if you come in and start a Pilates program. And so he was just so open and he allowed me to rent space at the clinic after hours. And I was like rolling in the dough. Like I, I, I was making, I just, I was just on, um, I was talking to Mike Yassin the other day about this. Like Mm -hmm. I said, you know, I was making more money in one hour than I was making as a staff PT working all day. And I was delivering the same information that I was giving the majority of my clients from a patient education standpoint. And it was, and the outcomes were fantastic just by them being in a group, highly specialized Pilates mobility stretch class. People were getting better. Man, I, this is, can I ask, what do you think that, I don't know, was, what did it, what does that say about the fact that people are willing to, were willing to pay for that service. You said you're making more in, in an hour than in a whole day of PT. What did you, what, how did you feel about that? Why was that? Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So they were only paying $20 a class and they were getting an, a group exercise class from a physical therapist. And I think that was mm-hmm. it is it was like, I could go to Pilates studio down the road, not knowing what the background is, or I can go to this physical therapist who has this specific specialized training. I went through Polestar, which is a rehabilitation-based program. And they were like, I'm willing to pay $20 extra, you know, outside of my copay just to have someone watch me and teach me what they know. And that's why. And that's why even here at Mind the Mat, I teach a prenatal Pilates class. It's a it's 45 minutes, highly specialized, targeted therapeutic exercise. And it has ever since I started that program over 10 years ago, my class has had a wait list. And that just says something about any PT, right? Or any movement specialist who wants to connect with people, because that's my whole why. The why behind what I do is connection. I want to connect with people. I want to help lift people up. They lift me up. They, I want them to understand how to connect with their bodies. I want their bodies to connect within, right? The, the joint connection, the alignment mm-hmm. connection. It's all about connection for me. And if we are living that, if we're working our why all the time, people are going to show up. And they're going to show up in like droves. They're going to show up in wait lists. So, yeah. I am just nodding emphatically just trying not to hit the microphone (laughs) with my face or with my hands yes yes you folks listening this is why i brought megan on so can you can you maybe fast forward a little bit then you set the stage you folks listening she set the stage she's told us kind of you know what was going on before way before and leading up to 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 covid and i want you to really think about what she said about you know one, the amount of time that she's put in, and two, that that connection first model, and the fact, and we've been saying this over and over again, that it's community and it's your relationships that really have gotten people through COVID and the pandemic and the closures. Like, it's not like some super fancy strategy and like building this shit out of out of thin air. This is how you will pandemic proof your business. This is how you will future proof your business by truly connecting with the people who you serve. So can you fast forward us to like when Rona started hitting and what did that look like for you? Oh my goodness. Um, this is a great, this is actually a great story. Uh, we, the week following the, the shutdown by the governor in, in the Commonwealth of Virginia, we knew it was coming and we started to play around with transitioning our business into an online platform. So just by emailing a whole class and saying, Hey, would you mind staying home <laughs> and, <laughs> and tuning into Facebook live? And they were like, huh? 
And so the people who were scared, right, this is really, it happened so fast, right? We went from like yeah. a normal Monday to Wednesday, the NBA shutting down to- mm-hmm. It was, yes. Yeah, the following week, the entire yes. country shut down. Yes, you're right. Yeah. So it happened quickly. And just based on a few emails of clients saying, hey, what kind of measures are you all taking? And we we had some measures. They, they weren't like extraordinary, but we had some measures. Mm-hmm. So it was March 15th, the Ides of March, we decided we're going to transition everything and we're going to transition everything quickly so that we don't lose anyone. Like that was my personal work goal that week is to give our clientele confidence and our ability that we are not closing. We are merely shifting our services and overnight, and I'm, I say this like it's, it's almost like a, a cliche, but it, it really was 24 hours. I love it. That, That's Megan. I love it. That we spent figuring out and doing at the same time. So we were doing and figuring it out, doing and figuring out. We shifted mm-hmm. our entire business to virtual in pretty much one day. And now let, like, just to give you perspective of the volume that we were doing. So we have two locations, one in Arlington. I know, you know, Arlington back in your mm-hmm. days and then another one here in Alexandria in total, we had five studios and this was wow. still on the wow. riding that wave of the January influx of new people. So, so here's some data in like wow. in one week we had 2,100 visits. Like that was our oh average, 2,100 visits. So we had to Megan. transition <laughs> that kind of volume in 24 hours. Holy. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what did you do? Yeah. So there wasn't a lot available to fitness businesses without changing your payment platform. So like Vimeo has a great payment platform where they, you know, people subscribe but mm-hmm. our whole platform is on mind body. So we have auto pay. Like it is all about auto yeah. get people on auto pay, yes. get people to buy into your services so that you keep them and you build your clientele. So there was not really a platform out there yet to, to shift to digital except for zoom, right? That's what everyone mm-hmm. did immediately. They did zoom. I cannot stand zoom. You know, thank you for like responding to my post that day. <laughs> yes, yeah. um, I can't stand the quality. I can't stand the sound issues. So mm-hmm. it didn't work for, for my class, which was, is like a, um, one of the classes I teach is a Pilates boot camp, and it is like loud music, Yes. you know, uh, massive cardio in the beginning and then a ton of mat work. And it's just a sweaty mess. That's why the mascara runs down my face. Cause the, it, it, so we are good. not playing. So, so, so we shifted to Facebook and it was free a mm-hmm. B we could categorize all of our programs. So we, we went through all of our programming and we were like, okay, all the yoga people at this location, we're going to create a group called yoga Alexandria, but it's, it, yoga del rey and then everyone at the other location we called yoga arlington and then any specialized group we had prenatal postpartum that was a facebook group all the way down to pilates mat that was a full facebook okay. group and so here was the big problem is we were tra- we were working so fast so quickly we every single minute was accounted for o- overnight and then people had so many questions at the same time. So I finally mm-hmm. got to the point where I was like, stop asking questions. <laughs> like, I do, if I stop and answer your questions, I won't get done what I need to get done so quickly. Yeah. So we would like send out pre-emails saying, please do not ask any questions. There is an email coming within five I love, I mean, hours yeah. that will answer every single question. So we kept sending those out, which was a lesson in in communication, right? Like how do you Mm -hmm. make sure the troops, we had our staff that needed answers. We had our clients who needed answers. So we were trying so hard to get the information out, but that takes a long time to organize. Yeah. Right. So like, they're like, well, what Facebook group do I go to? And we had this long list of procedures of what people needed to do. And yes, you had to sit down, you had to read it Uh and you had to do all the things in the email. So then we were having mm. longtime clients write in and be like, could you please send us information on how to sign up for classes? 
And I was like, you know what? We've been sending emails out every week. Okay. So then we realized yeah. there's a limitation there that people had opted out of emails in their accounts. Oh, right? yes, or or yes. our emails were going to their Google promotions folder. Yeah. So then we we were using social media. We were using any, we were using word of mouth. We were trying so hard to get the information out because it wasn't clear. It wasn't mm-hmm. clear at all. Just like back to our original problem. Like, mm-hmm. where are we? <laughs> <laughs> wow. So how did that get resolved? Um, How did that get resolved? Time? Over time. And uh, I think you're really good at this is keeping things simple and, and consistent. So we consistently sent out detailed Mm -hmm. emails that were the same. And then Mm -hmm. we would do the same thing on social media. Then we would go on our stories and do screenshots Mm -hmm. of the email. And then we would go on Facebook. We just kept doing it. We kept clarifying the information too. Like we would reread an email and go, Oh my gosh, that's not clear. It's clear for us. Right? Like, it's totally because we're in for it. us, right? Like all of your programs yeah. that you put out, you're like, clearly, I know. You're like, duh. And then you're like 18 emails and you're like, guess it wasn't that clear. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it's, it takes, I think, a lot of experience and time to really yeah. figure out the best way to communicate with people. Like that's something you can't teach yeah. or may, maybe you can't, I'm not sure, but like just understanding the best way to communicate with people. And it's like this pretend that they're in fourth grade and you're That's presenting it. information clearly and detailed. Oh, that makes total sense. I know I, I'm not sure if you can teach, uh, you know, the best way to, to do that, but I think you can teach people how to listen. I think that's what Juju is missing, missing, missing. So people don't really listen well. And so they're like, Oh, I don't, I, I didn't realize that. Cause I didn't hear what the person who was complaining about this thing is actually trying to say, cause I'm not listening well. So I think, that is something a skill that can can be taught. But I love I love everything about this story <laughs> and everything about all the stories you said, just because it's so real. Like, I I, I mean I'm, I coach people, I have the mafia, and I see the questions that people have, and they're trying to lay out the future. Mm-hmm. And Megan is telling you right now, you can't do that. Nope. You need to learn how to be adaptable and listen, and then you change it as you go. You listen. You change it. Yeah. You listen. You you know assess it. Change it. It's how we treat as well. Oh, yeah. You know, there's no there's no different. But I see people that really got stuck with things uh, and really got stuck with thinking about trying to pivot and move into the digital space because they were like, but what about this? But what about this? But they were like the people that you know were asking your asking you the questions, but they're trying to like move their business and they're like, but what about what about? And it's like listen, just pick something, and then if you hate it, like Megan hated Zoom, then you don't use yeah. it anymore, and you just go and use Facebook and you move forward from there. And if that doesn't work, then you change. I, I think the big thing that I love is your focus on staying with, staying, leading from the front and telling these people, we're going to be here, like giving them that safety. They will keep showing up. Like you keep, you know, changing and providing the different directions and the people that you've shown up for and you've built that trust for, they will come with you. Yeah. You just got to lead from the front. The way Megan did this, I mean, watching you do this. And then can you talk about uh, your, I want to call them literally performances. <laughs> this is some next level shit. Like I'm endlessly inspired by this. Can you talk about how you brought that into things yeah. with this online realm? Yeah. Yeah. Like many people, <laughs> I had several breakdowns in the first uh-huh. early stages, like of just yeah. sobbing just mm-hmm. uncontrollably sobbing every time I had to go in and cut a program and anytime I had to change a schedule, like literally dismantle my business, my physical aspects of my business was really hard. Mm-hmm. Watching my kids crumble doing virtual school. Yeah. It, it just like anyone else, I had my moments and there was this one particular night and it was right before Easter and I was uncontrollably bawling just ball like I I have not Mm. cried like that or and I had not cried like that in so long and something came over me that night and I told my husband I said you know what on on Saturday I'm gonna dress up like Beyonce and I'm gonna wear bunny ears and I'm gonna be the the Easter Bay and that is going to launch a series of theme classes because I refuse to be miserable like this through this whole quarantine (laughs) and it became the quarantine theme 
And Mm -hmm. everyone every week waited for the Friday night post. And it was like a scramble. They're like, could you give us more time to get our outfits? I'm like, nope. No. (laughs) That's what this is about. This is about pivoting. This is about shifting. This is about being creative, putting your mind on something else. So it was such a, it's a time in my life I'll never forget because it, it was so unique in the sense that I had another purpose on top of trying to save my business with my partner, but there was just another focus and another level of community that everyone showed up for. I mean, there was one class I had 115 people signed up for and people all over the world, like London, Pakistan, Canada, Mexico, California, from all over. I think it was the Prince class. That was, that was a big one. That one and Beastie Boys was, was pretty huge. Yeah, it was, um, it was so much fun. I was excited. I'm like, what's it going to be this time? Like, this is just the level of passion for what you do and the level of dedication to your people just oozing through my little itty bitty iphone screen (laughs) that's all i could see it on i'm just like holy smokes this is this is something magical here like just just were you ever concerned about the fact that so like when you use um facebook Mm -hmm. like you can't see the the people that's been a big concern for people so i don't care when a class that i can't see what the people are doing is that you care about that i would love to talk about this because this is a new I think clinical area that as physical therapists, we can learn more about. And I teach at Marymount. I teach the um, therapeutic exercise portion, the one that we were all doing. And the thing is from years and years and years of watching bodies move, that's what we do, right? We're movement analysts. We watch people move and we adapt from there right? We, no one fits in a cookie cutter. I never teach mm-hmm. my teachers to, to follow a specific sequence. I never plan my classes until I walk in the room and I see the bodies who are in front of me. And so for years, for over a decade, um, 55,000 visits, I think I've seen people move and lift their leg up in the air and squeeze their butt with their brains. Right. So, so there's these specific, and I do this in my hot Pilates training is there are these specific tendencies that across the board, the general public follows. And then you get deeper and deeper into like, okay, runners and cyclists and postpartum mm-hmm. moms and these groups of people tend to move in these specific patterns. This is the kind of stuff that, you know, you're, you're really good at. So because of those tendencies and movement patterns and that clinical awareness of how people will will respond to a cue, shifting that to a platform where I can't see them has made me cue and demonstrate in a whole different way. So I've had several people come to me and say, you know what, I've been coming to your classes for five years. I've been shoved in the back as a sweaty mess. And I used to like get up on this Pilates box and, you know, demonstrate and do all this stuff. And they're like, I've never been able to see all these different angles of you. And when you say these cues, the cues are, are resonating much better and I can really feel it in my body. And then if someone has a question, and I, I always communicate with people. The reason I love Facebook is they communicate with emojis. And so they'll be like, heart emoji, like in the first five minutes. And then we're oh, like 55 wow. minutes in and it's like angry face emoji. Like, people, <laughs> like my, my glutes are about to go on fire. So um, I have found it to actually be a really unique way of teaching and then communicating with your clients. So I'll even have people send me videos either via Instagram or on Facebook. And I'll be like, oh, I totally see what's going on. So put your knee down a little bit and put your foot all the way down. And they're like, oh my gosh, the clicking in my hip went away. And I'm like, yep, keep sending me videos. And so that's an extra perk that I give no extra cost. It's just that that's what sets me apart from the Peloton instructors. And that's a, that's a big oh, joke of mine. It's always like back advice. I'll tell, I'll give people form uh, corrections. I'll have people send me videos. And then in the middle of class, I'll be like, just let me know how long it takes for your Peloton instructor to get back to you on that one. Okay. This is freaking amazing. 
So, Megan, they're sending you these things during class? Sometimes. I'll get a, a message popping up on my screen. So I'll demonstrate something and then I'll hop up and I'll read it. And I'll, they're like, my hip is clicking with this one. I'm like, oh, make sure you're locking your knee all the way and you're externally rotating in your hip, like turning your foot out and I'll demonstrate it. And then they write back. They're like, yep, you're right. It's gone. This, my mind right now, first off. I, you know, love when you talk to somebody and they say something and you're like, oh my God, why did I not think of this before? Totally agree. When you, when we switch to digital, it's one of my biggest things. Like it forces you to be, in my opinion, a better uh, communicator, right? But I've always taken the approach because I've been doing, you know, my online stuff for years, but I was able to see people. So there was a difference there. You just said something so profound, but I'm like, duh, all of these courses, like, like Peloton, that have been that you know that's newer but other classes like that that's been the thing where you the instructor couldn't see yeah. the the people Never. like it's such a pt mindset that i that i had of like yeah i get you can't see them and i love that you're like it's fine yeah and here's how i like, yeah. oh yeah literally in this moment right now that just connected for <laughs> me like oh my god it's fine it's, it's actually great. preferred by my people <laughs> i have a couple times hopped on to zoom and I, there are some people that are like the the reason they like to be seen is not for me to correct their form but but knowing that the other people are doing the same thing it makes them work mm-hmm. harder they don't they don't want yeah. resting periods to be caught yeah. on video um <laughs> other than that it's really hard for me to get good demonstration and good cueing and to also be a part of the class with them. And I'll, I'll touch on that in a second. They like me to be a part of the class. They like me to be yeah. swearing and groaning and sweating yeah, and dying with them. And see, <sighs> the important thing is for them to see me fatigue, right? Because mm-hmm. how many fitness instructors and, and yep. professional athletes do you watch? Like they're never stopping and fatiguing. So when people see me fatigue, they're like, oh my gosh, this is hard for her. And I'm like, yes, it's hard for me. Like we just looked, yeah, like untouchable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it's, it validates their, um, fear of exercise and their fear of that type a competitive nature of like, well, if she's not stopping, I'm not stopping. Right. Mm-hmm. If you're doing mm-hmm. crappy form, I'd much rather you stop and get your form. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and do the full move with the alignment that we're looking for in the rec- recruitment of the correct muscles. So that you get everything out of the class. Megan. Yeah. Yes. Just literally, I'm sitting here just like, you have solved, you have given permission to so many people listening right now, I know, to to move forward and just do the thing. Because that is definitely a big barrier. Mm -hmm. Like one, they're like, share the technology. And then two, they're like, I have to see the people. And then like, how can I see them? But then also do the thing. And then also like queuing and watching them. And it's like the right and left is changed. And like- Yep. And those, those little things have, um, because of all the work before, let me just, let me just make sure I clarify that because of all the work done before and in the past, for me, it was easy to shift for the rest of the studio too. It was easy to shift. Like all of those times that we coached, you know, make sure you mirror, make sure you don't say right and left, make sure you, right. So all of that is coming in handy now. And then also the uh, the fact that we have been able, we've been so lucky to have so many people in our studios to see how they move. And it's so funny, like I'll have someone that I know is in my class and I'll be like, okay, Maddie, she's at, at she's OCS right now at, at Pensacola, mm-hmm, Florida mm-hmm. in the Navy. She just graduated from the Naval Academy. So I know what's going on with her hip. And I'm like, okay, Maddie, make sure you, you lift your knee this way and don't pull it forward like that. And then mm-hmm. someone outside is like, how did you know she was doing that? I'm like, I just know her. Yeah. I know her body. I know how her body moves. I also know what her diagnosis is. And because Mm -hmm. of knowing what her diagnosis is, I know clinically how she wants to compensate. And I think, I think as clinicians and as fitness instructors and movement specialists, doing the work before is so important. Like, like don't skip the steps. There you go. Right. If you're, Damn. if you're baking a cake, you got to put all the ingredients in there. Like don't Damn. skip the steps, like get the experience behind you so that you do have a business that can be easily preserved. You do have a community that's going to follow you no matter what, but you've got to show up with all of those credentials and all of that experience behind you. Yeah. Do you still, do you market things as like your physical therapy side of things? 
How does that look like? So like me as Megan Brown doing yeah. therapy services? Or like just that you have that as your background. How does that tie into what you offer and how you market things? Yes, all the time. So I on our schedule, I put my credentials as my name. When I market my prenatal classes, I say work out during your pregnancy with a physical therapist. Here's what physical mm-hmm. therapists do for women's health, pelvic health, that kind of thing. And in, in my classes, I am, I tell our teachers this too, when we do our trainings, right? Like when I'm teaching, I am constantly marketing my physical therapy constantly. Mm -hmm. I will talk Mm -hmm. about the body. I will talk about what muscle we're using and why it's good for your function. I will talk about the fact that I, you will never hear me talking about weight loss ever. Mm -hmm. I am not Mm -hmm. in the weight loss business. I am in the function business. If you have a specific Mm -hmm. question, you can ask me and I'll refer you to the right person. But I don't care what your butt looks like. I care that you're going to live long. And the side effect is that your butt looks great, right? Like that's Mm -hmm. the side effect. What I care about is how people are functioning and and they're living long, happy lives. Oh man, I love that. Do you do do you do traditional physical therapy at all? So I, I get that question a lot. And my answer is always, I usually see about 30 patients in one hour. Right. So if I'm doing an in-person class, I have 30 patients in one hour, especially when I was teaching the postpartum class. It's this mommy and baby class where they're very early after giving birth. Uh, I had a really bad uh, cesarean section experience. So I never Mm -hmm. wanted another woman to go through what I went through. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of like my passion right now is, is how we treat our women prenatally and postpartum and how our country is not really doing great. It's not doing great, but it's really not, not doing great with um, taking care of their moms. So when I was teaching that, that highly specialized postpartum class, um, I, that's when I really feel like, okay, I've got 20, I've got 20 mom patients, but I also have 20, sometimes 21 and 22, because there were twins, screening <laughs> opportunities for newborns. So I would screen oh, newborns for torticollis, plagiocephaly. And so sometimes I was like the first window into care for physical therapy. And where some other times, like their pediatrician may not even recommend physical yeah, or recommend PT for diastasis, like the, or Mm -hmm. any pelvic floor, any issue with the pelvic floor. They're like, yeah, you're fine. Well, no. So if you, if you're seeing, if your first exercise class is with a physical therapist, I'm seeing 20 mom patients and 20 baby patients in one hour. I love it. Also, they just bring their babies in for these classes, and you're just running the room. That's yes, they bring the, they bring you your are baby. wild. It is the most you are wild. Class. <laughs> uh, sometimes it works out, and sometimes it doesn't. And guess what? It's all okay. Damn, you are just wild, Megan. I'm like, this is um, this is amazing. What are what do things look like right now? Are you folks open? Is class? I know you repainted. Like. What's going on right now? Yeah, thank you. We are constantly reinventing ourselves every month. And I'm just going to be honest, it's exhausting. It, mm-hmm. And I don't want anyone to think when they're starting a business that, oh, once you start mm-hmm. your business, you just put your feet up and then the money starts rolling in. That's a lie. No, that is a lie. Yeah, you're constantly <laughs> reinventing yourself. And so every month we look at the numbers, we look at human behavior, we look at how our numbers are going and I'm not going to lie, like we're hemorrhaging. We should be, we were, Mm -hmm. we were bananas Mm -hmm. in January, February, beginning of March. And so it makes sense that there's fatigue, right? And people are like, I can't sustain my membership anymore. So people are quitting. So the, the focus for us right now is to diversify our programs. There are plenty of people who want to go back in the studio. So we are Mm -hmm. offering, a virtual version of a class, but with four people in the studio. So that's not even, Oh wow. yeah, that's not even stage three, which Virginia is in now. We, we wanted to stick with the safer stage mm-hmm. or phase rather phase two yeah. policies and procedures. So we just started that. We will continue with our outdoor classes. And the, the question I get a lot with that is, so what are, what are we going to do in the winter? And I'm like, yeah. we're going to put on a coat. 
I literally, I wasn't even going to ask. I'm like, this bitch over here about to put on a snowsuit and bring some skis. (laughs) (laughs) I already know. You're going to cross country ski into the park and then you're doing class. Yeah. You know me. That is exactly what's going to happen. And this, this, um, the Scandinavians have this great line. It's there's no bad weather. There's just bad gear. That's it. Yeah. That's it. It's true though. It's true. Wow. I love, I, yes, this is, this is amazing. How do you feel with the, with teaching and in, in, in person? How are you feeling about everything? I thank you for asking that. It's funny. I, I don't really get that question a lot. I, I love teaching. I will love it forever. I, um, I am really enjoying the virtual platform now in the beginning. Mm-hmm. I, I told Jimmy this, I was, I was on his show right when this happened in the beginning, when you're in a fog and you're bawling your eyes out and you're scared and you've just transitioned your business. So you're not sleeping and, Oh, you've got two kids. Yeah. Oh yeah. Them. yeah. Um, f- forget my husband. I don't even know. Is, is he even here anymore? <laughs> so, so, and then, Oh wait, you have to go teach. You have to show up and turn on your iPhone and your ring light and pretend that everything is okay. Yeah. And for me in the beginning, I was like, you know, I ain't okay, but I'm, (laughs) you know, I'm going to put on some bunny ears and my Beyonce leotard and I'm going to pretend that I am. Yeah. Yeah. And so now that everyone's settling in, I mean, I guess that's what we could call it, right? We're settling into this. It's no longer a new normal. It is. It is. is. We're here. Yeah. Uh, I enjoy it. I enjoy it's awesome. uh, being on video. I'm, you know, I'm a ham. Mm-hmm. I like being on You're video. Great. I like inviting great. guests into the studio because I can reconnect with them. They like being on video. I did a whole epic election exercise class on Tuesday night where we had black lights and fog machine God. and like just acting like an ass is a great way to feel better. Honestly. <laughs> I love it. You're just showing up. You're, oh, Megan, this is. It's just so freaking good. Where do you see, and maybe, I don't know. I feel like you're also like, I'm doing my shit and I'm I'm serving my people, but where do you see Pilates going? Do you have any opinion there? Yes. So classic Pilates or Megan Brown Pilates? Uh, classic, what everyone, what most other folks are yeah. doing or looking into and seeing. I, Let's see, do that one first. I see Pilates as a very clear modality for clinicians to use to treat patients. And I always have. Uh, I think yeah. I, I went through my first certification with Polestar in 2003 and immediately started using the theories, the exercises, the cues are what everyone could benefit from. It's the cueing Mm -hmm. system of alignment that Pilates has really elevated me as a clinician, I think. Mm -hmm. And um, so much so that I have talked to several people about trying to get almost like a mini Pilates certification happening in PT schools. Um, I don't know if you know Janet Besner. No. Janet Besmer is um, a physical therapist. She was also in the APTA and she's down at um, Texas State University. And she wants to implement a Pilates program in her physical therapy department uh, in the PT school. Um, Marymount has me come in and I, I try not to say the word Pilates because sometimes that tends to turn people off. Yeah. Yes. And, and I, you know, I respect that. I, I, love strength conditioning coaches. I love yoga. I love all different methods. But, you know, if you say the word Pilates, all of a sudden, whatever bias someone had, like maybe they watched yeah. a video and they watched their mom do the video. They're like, well, mm-hmm. forget that. You know, I'm not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So I, I feel like it's here to stay. It was definitely quite a niche when I first started. And that was almost 20 years ago. But I think mm-hmm. it's something that any clinician who has the equipment or they have the training, or even if they just have a staff physical therapist that has Pilates training, I think that that's the norm for Pilates in physical therapy. But Pilates in the fitness world is so funny. I had a Lululemon um, manager tell me one time that Pilates wasn't cool. And I was like, huh? She's like, yeah, Pilates ain't cool. And I'm like, it's not? 
Yeah, she's like, yeah, what you do is cool, but like Pilates yeah. isn't cool. And I'm like, yeah. really? It's it's not. Yeah. Have you heard that before? Yes, Megan. That's why I'm asking. Like, where do you think it's going? You are like the the cool person. Yeah. I'm like, oh, this is Pilates. I'm like, that looks very different. Literally, you you nailed it. I mean, you're like, when you when you use that word Pilates, especially in school that bias comes out oh, yeah. it's really interesting because i am so in that trend and conditioning world and the background and like that's all that you see now and like open up a pt clinic inside of a gym and like pilates ain't on that radar I... like it isn't like the cool thing and it's it's literally remarkable to hear you say this and the 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 uh what do i want to say the approach of and looking at this with such opportunity like i feel like we're in a time where if people just like kind of listen to the media, just feel the feels, whatever, they're going to think that the general consensus is like things are shutting down. Businesses are closing. These things are going out of like they're, they're dead. Like yoga is going to die. Yoga studios are going to die. Pilates studios mm. are going to die. And Megan's over here like, it's cool. You should be doing it. We're going to start a program. <laughs> this is amazing. Oh, yeah. I love it. Oh, yeah. It, it needs to be a thing. And we need to probably call it something else like – yeah. I think when I first read the description of what Pilates was, it, there was a lot about lumbar stabilization, mm-hmm. alignment. Those are all things that we learn, but we don't call it anything. Mm-hmm. And so maybe we need to just call Pilates physical therapy. And I know that I mean, that's a bold statement, but, but I think, I'm here for it. Yeah, I think we need it's like I said, you know, rewind back to when I was sitting in my first portion of the Pilates certification. I was like, this seems oddly familiar. Why is, why am I really clicking with this and understanding this quickly? Because it's physical therapy. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Just as, you know, just as someone who's a strength and conditioning coach, right? Like I'm sure when it's true, whether you did it before PT school or after you're like, wow, this is really, I can match with this. Yeah. yeah, You're hundred percent right. People need to be lifting more. They need to be challenging and loading their joints more and it's just something that we're not taught in PT school so I I think if we really start to to look at these methods as physical therapy then the the kids who graduate and the the new grads they'll they'll have more of what we just talked about right they'll have more of that appreciation of exercise and movement under their belt this is Speaking of this, I want to keep going with this. I'm, I'm cognizant of the time, but I, I want to keep going with this. You work for Marymount, you were saying. Yes. What is that like right now? How's that doing with, with COVID? We, oh, school is a thing? Yeah. Like, what's happening? So, that, <laughs> so well, thank you. Good question. We started, I always come in in June. They have their Therex class in, it's an intense class. It's a one month class, three, three credit, one month class. And then they have a lab. So I was in Pensacola, Florida in June in my daddy's office. Uh, he's retired Navy. So he's got all these like Navy insignias behind me. And I'm like, Hey, you know, I'm Dr. Megan Brown. I'm going to teach your exercise portion. And meanwhile, this is, you know, right after this was June. So this, these were times when, you know, our country obviously yeah. going through. Yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. This is right when protesting started, mm-hmm. right when people were realizing, huh, yeah. there's a lot wrong in our country and yeah. I would like to make a change. I mean, I, I feel like that's what I was surrounded yeah. by when I was with these students. And so that had just started as, as far as like people wanting to do something. So mm-hmm. I taught that course online on Zoom. And then afterwards, a couple of students stayed and some were just really emotional about it. And we just kind of had like a a powwow. We just sat and talked about how we could be agents for change. So that was that was back in June. And then funny you asked that because last week I just went back into the school. They've created pods. So they've split their, Mm -hmm. I think it's a 35 to 40 person class. They've split them in two groups. And then within each group, they have their pods of like six people. And so throughout this whole first semester, they will work in their pods for all labs. So they're, some of them are in neuro rehab. So they have neuro labs, they have ortho labs that this group I was with last week was an ortho pod. So I just put on a mask 
you know, mm-hmm. put on a mask, mm-hmm. went in and All right. did some glute exercise. It's a thing. Yeah, it's a thing. It's a thing. Like I, I, you know, it's just so distanced from that world. Like I, I've actually been like on a, some Zoom calls for different schools, but I'm like, like what is actually happening? And we're, things are moving forward. It's I like hearing this. It's, it's like, this is good. I get, mm, we'll say two more questions for you and then I'll leave you alone. Okay. How does that sound? Well, I'll see you on Instagram. So you won't, <laughs> you won't leave me alone. <laughs> I always get Shantae in in my life daily. I get daily doses, so I'll be good. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I I, I get asked this question, so I'm going to defer to you because you're still in it. People asking, students asking, not even students, just would-be, wannabe students, should I go to physical therapy school? Oh, Any feeling on that? It's a big question. I'm always like, well... I know it depends, and I talked about what they're trying to do, but you're in the thick of so many things. You've blended so many things. Uh, you have any, and you can say I have no opinion, but do you have any, do you wish to offer anything there? Yeah, I'm like looking, I'm sitting in my closet looking up, staring at shoes I haven't worn in, you know, eight months. Um, I'm really thinking about this, and my my initial thought is, yes, you should, because If you love movement, if you love taking people to the next level from a scientific standpoint, right? So like there, you know, I can go to any boutique fitness studio. They have a, they have a formula, right? They're training. Mm -hmm. They have a formula that they use. They hire talent. They've even called them talent. They hire, they, I'm not saying they're, they're bad programs. I think they've got a really great business model. For sure. I think if I were to look at this in the lens of like what I've been able to do as a clinician, I know I would not be as fulfilled if I had not gone to PT school. Yeah. Now my debt is paid and Mm -hmm. I went to Marymount. It was a, it is a private school. So I know what those student loans are, but if you want to be a person, a healthcare professional who treats people not by medicine, not by surgery, not by, um, you know, just some advice that you give over the phone, right? Or just sit and talk to, like you can heal people literally with your hands, literally with your hands and your brain and your presence. Then I would say, pick PT school over med school, over nursing, over OT, over anything. You are a healer. And you have the clinical ability coming out of PT school. We've already talked about not having exercise and this and that. But what you don't get from other programs is this clinical reasoning, right? Like yeah. you you graduate with critical thinking and clinical reasoning. And that's just something that's hard to find outside of going to a, a school that's focused on a, a health profession. I love it. I this is the passion. This is my, I love having a podcast because you can convey something that you, you can't in writing. Just, I can feel what you're saying. I hear it. I feel the passion in what you're saying. And that's one of the things I really, really love bringing people on and then asking them questions like that. Cause I'm just like, yes, I feel, I feel everything that you said there. And that's a huge question. So, you know, you there are, opinion. there are things about PT school that you really don't yeah. enjoy that you because of the academic curriculum you have to take and in order to sit and pass your boards you have to go through so but I wouldn't skip those right like those Mm -hmm. those are all Mm -hmm. your knowledge base that's your your critical thinking that's important in the whole process that maybe one could look at when they're looking in the academia realm of PT school like oh gosh I really don't want to have to do all of these I feel like I already know that no it's it's a process. We've got to trust the process. Our profession is turning 100 next year, right? So there's a reason that we're around. There's a reason we're now the doctorate level. And so I I say yes. I know I started with a, uh, but but now I say a passionate yes. I love it. I love it. I'm here for that. I am here for it. It's the answer that 
I know some people really need to hear. I love that you started that off with like, if you love it, if this is what you want to do, then yes. Yes. I think that's the biggest thing too is like, yeah, there's going to be debt. There's going to be downside. But is this what you want to do? Right. Then fucking do it. Go. Yeah. Yes. The answer is yes. I mean, you can go, go make money, right? Like yeah. th- there are yeah. ways to make money. You could be miserable or you mm-hmm. could really love what you do and, and truly care about people. And that's where success is for me. Like if I, I care about people in a way that if, if I have been able and I've been so lucky to touch someone's life and lift them up in a way that normally they would not have been, that is the ultimate success for me. I could go make money. You know, I could, I could go dress up as, as Beyonce, (laughs) but like, am I, am I happy doing that? No, like this is a vehicle to happiness for me. And that's just being a physical therapist. So good. Megan, this is Dr. Megan is so, so, so good. (laughs) My, my final, I feel like that should have been the final question, but I'm going to ask it anyway, because I always do. Final question that I have actually back that up. The second to last question, official to second to last question is if people want to find out more about you, take a class with you, whatever, how can they do that? Can you drop your stuff? promote your stuff. Yes, thank you. And now that I've already said that our website is so confusing. If you <laughs> if you go to mindthemat.com, there will not be a photo of me and there will not be something that says to take Dr. Megan Brown classes, do this. I mean, I think the best way to do that is, you know, mindthemat.com and then click on the schedule and you'll see me come up on the schedule. You'll also see all of our other unbelievably amazing instructors, all independent thinkers all with specialties. So from prenatal yoga, to therapeutic yoga, we have a lot to offer. For me, for my program specifically, the best way to find me is Instagram. And that's just plain old at Dr. Megan Brown. And in my bio, you'll you'll see the link and it'll, it'll show a lot of my programs, specifically what I might be having coming up next versus, you know, just to join my general classes. So I'll, I teach general live classes well, general, but general in the sense that like not a, a focused specialized class like prenatal or, or therapeutic. So if you click on that link, you'll you'll see my whole schedule and how to sign up. Amazing. You folks know we'll put all of that into the show notes. Definitely check her out on the Instagram though. Just the videos are so good. So I think so I should good. give people a class. What if I did that and gave, uh, gave you a Dude. promo code so that people can log in and take a live class does that sound like a good idea that sounds um no it sounds terrible that sounds like an amazing idea <laughs> that sounds like an amazing idea we will get that all squared away do you want to make up a code right now and say it sure how about um the name of your podcast all right, right maestro on the mic there you go easy there we go maestro on the mic all of that will be in the show notes for you friends uh we'll do some behind the scenes stuff and get that all squared away for you megan that's amazing thank you (laughs) it's amazing uh it's amazing last official question i'll leave you alone just this hour flew by uh last official question is there anything that you would like to leave the people with say that you didn't say recap anything I think the most important thing is that you've got to care. And if, if you don't care about whatever you're doing and you're, you're doing it for someone else or you're showing up for someone else, or you're just trying it out because it seems like it could be cool, people will see right through it. And I think that that is the key to how I think I've been successful and why people come to my classes is because I do actually care about the people that are showing up. I do actually want to connect with people. And that comes from my past as a child. I was a Navy brat and always the new kid. And I longed for connection. That's all Mm -hmm. I wanted. And I think just from the past, it morphed into the future of who I was and how I connect with people. And it's through exercise. And exercise should be joyous. And exercise will help you live longer. It's it's proven. If we all exercise, we will live longer. And so that's those are the things that I care about. So if you know for sure what you care about, and maybe it's it it 
might take a little dive into your childhood. It may take a little dive into some of your experiences and what you learn from. If you truly know what moves you, what your why is, and what you care about, you will be successful. Man, this is so good. You folks see now why I brought her on here. <laughs> Just, uh, Dr. Megan, thank you. This has been so, so good. I'm amped. I'm inspired. Just more than I usually am from watching your stuff. Just so thank you for everything. You lead from the front. You lead by example. You, you true light just in general. Thank you for showing up for your people the way you do. Just thank you for everything. Truly, 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 truly. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. And thank you for always supporting physical therapy and movement experts and, and people who want to be inspired. You, you truly lift people up. So thank you for always keeping us going. You are so welcome, my friend. <laughs> you folks listening, thank you. We know you could have been doing anything and you chose to listen to us. And for that, we are both endlessly appreciative. I'm not going to like for any likes or subscriptions or anything like that or reviews or anything like that. If you liked this episode, do me a solid. Check out that code and go connect with Dr. Megan in one of her classes. If you loved this episode... Share it with somebody else and connect with them. All right. Uh, officially wrapping it up. Until next time, friends, Dr. Megan Brown and Maestro 